1: This word is divided into two. Uh, we're, We're speaking both to the mothers in the house, but we're also trying to use the womb of the mothers to preach to every one of us. So I'm going to step on your womb of giving birth and give birth... To something in our lives. So we're not just talking about Mother's Day only, but we're going to talk about the character of a mother who starts to instruct, who starts to teach, and who starts to uplift. So although this message does not specifically say Mother's Day, it is because we are piggybacking on what mothers do and mothers instruct. So if you would love, turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 1. And verse 6 to 8. Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 6 to 8. Oh, I know why you're here. The other one has capitulated. Conked out. Okay, so you're, you're on. Some of you don't understand it. They will understand it later. The one has just fallen off the wayside. The other one's up. Okay, let's see how strong you are. Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 6 to 8. When we were out Mount Sinai. The Lord our God said to us, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. It is time to break camp and move on. You have stayed at this mountain long enough. You have stayed at this mountain long enough. You have stayed at this mountain long enough. enough. It is time to what? Break camp and what? Move on. I didn't hear you upstairs. It's time to what? Break camp and what? Come on downstairs. It's time to what? Break camp and what? Move on. on. He says, now go to the hill countries of the Amorites and to all the neighboring regions, to the Jordan Valley, to the hill country, to the western foothills, to the Negev and to the coastal plains. Go to the land of the Canaanites. Go to Lebanon. Go all the way to the great Euphrates River. And all these things that I'm reading, it makes sense. Can I encourage those? Believe God to go to Israel. No, no I just need to encourage this. This is not in my message. Uh, I just believe God to get there. Make it a lifetime dream. Because as I was reading this, and some of you would know, it kind of makes sense as we go, as, as we drove around those coastal areas. Don't shake your head, you're going next year. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, by faith, yes, yes. Now shake your head about that. Uh, 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 <laughs> it, it, it kind of makes sense because as I'm reading it, I can visualize all those hours that we drove around and God is saying to them, look at that hill, go and conquer it. Look at that valley, go and take it. Look at that place, go and possess it. And he says, all the way to the great Euphrates River. Look. I'm giving this land to you. Go in and occupy it. For it is the land that the Lord swore to give you and your ancestors. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and to all their descendants. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 14. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 14. I'm using the message Bible. He says, wake up from your sleep. Touch someone beside you and say, wake up. They just ignored you. Hold them, move them straight. Say, wake up, wake up. Wake up. I, I didn't hear you. Say, turn, turn to someone behind you. Say, wake up. Wake up. Uh, they, they, they're still on their phones. Look at them. Say, wake up. Wake up. <laughs> My home is upstairs. I didn't see any movement. Turn to someone beside you. Say, wake up. They still didn't move. Say, wake up. <laughs> it says, wake up from your sleep. Climb out of your coffins. Did you see that? Christ will show you the light. The ladies and gentlemen, the covenant and the possession of the land was not given to them without a fight. As God was promoting the lands, that it will flow with milk and honey, so He was telling them that there are some people who are possessing the land you are about to take over. God promised the milk and honey but also mentioned the enemies in the land that must be overcome in in the book of exodus chapter 3 verse 17 the new living translation says i have promised to rescue you from your oppression in egypt i will lead you to a land flowing with milk and honey the land where the canaanites the Hittites, the amorites the Perizzites, the hivites and the jebusites now live now live they're living there That means to conquer the land, you must rise beyond your present circumstance and move to the next level. And my message still continues, it's up to you. It's up to you. Tap someone and say, it's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. you. So, so, So this year, if we are going to rise, we have to deal with some preconceived mentalities and behaviors that stops us from rising. Because I know when, the, when we started this year... God said it is the year of our rising. I know it is the year of our rising. But the year of our rising... Doesn't mean that there is just a promise... Without a fight. There is a fight in there. And last week... We dealt with what was called... Entitlement mentality. The entitlement mentality. Things that, some things that think we deserve to have... Without having it. Without working for it. And as I said in the first service... You're not entitled to anything. The only thing you're entitled to is what you worked for. Mother's Day. How many mothers in the house? Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say I'm delivered. delivered. You're delivered from your children. They're not entitled to it. They're not entitled to it. Oh mom, can I borrow your car? No. I'm going to walk. Yeah, but can't you take the bus? No. No. They'll take the car, they'll bring it back, and there's no petrol in the car. Next time, tell them, petrol, make yourself as if you are a car hire service. Because if they go down to, to, if they go to Spain or something like that, they don't trust you that you will fill in the tank. So before you go, they will, had already taken the money, and if you fill in the tank, we'll return it. So next time they come for the car, get the cash already. They're not entitled to it, they're not entitled to your shoes. They're not entitled to your jewelry. They're not entitled to your bag. Let them go work for it. They're not You're not entitled to it. Go do your own job. They work for it. But some of us have to go and start distributing paper all over the place. So we can earn some money. Look at the entire church. We even announced it last week. We want to give you some money. Put some money in your account. Can, can't you do some work outside there every Sunday so we can pay you? Still, Some of you are sitting on your blessed assurance and you still do not move and you're asking your parents for money. Parents, any child, anyone, both male and female, they're asking for money. Tell them there's, oh, there's, there's a vacancy in church. Seriously, not one person. We asked some people, do you want to be a facility manager so we can pay you a salary? So wherever you go, if you leave this place, you will get a job. When uh, Richard was doing it, now they gave him a job. He was earning a, he he moved from here, got a job, gave him a car, gave him a Mercedes Benz car to work with. Why? Because he said he was working before. We gave him a good report and, and he moved him forward. You just think we want to use you, but no. And then you're going to your mom and you're standing in front of the door. I should slap you. Next time, mothers, call me. There's a vacancy. Tell them there's a vacancy. You want to get to the top without working for it. What are you doing? Some of you are in debt. Instead of using the Sunday and, the, and other stuff to augment and pay off your debt, you're still sitting down and you're praying. You're not entitled to it. Fight for it. Mothers shout amen. 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 Ha Amen. Nobody, no, no, I'm, I'm waiting for the big break. There's no big break without small breaks. It's not coming. I have to tell you the truth. It's not coming. It's only Christians that I feel want big breaks. Big breaks. Which big breaks? You first break before there's the big. You have to break yourself. You have to humble yourself. You can't do parking. order. You can't do facility manager. You're, you're looking for, I'm, I know, I, I'm, I'm waiting. Things are going to get better for the mothers. Not for you who is just running around and asking for freebies. It's not happening. Get rid of entitlement mentality. That's not my message for today. (laughs) I just suddenly found out that I've gone on a different tangent. Okay. There's vacancy. Moms, do you understand? Both male and female can do the job. Tell them there's vacancy. Go to church. Uh, And we spoke about this entitlement mentality. The second level of mentality and behavior that I want to deal with this morning or afternoon is what I call the treadmill mentality. Bring my treadmill up. Treadmill mentality. We need to get rid of and rise and fight what I call a treadmill mentality. Welcome to the stage. You right? We're ready for this. Keep it going, man. What do I mean by a treadmill mentality? It, it is those people who are always moving, yet going nowhere. The, the, the thing that bothers me about, uh, 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 about, about this mentality is the fact that it looks like uh, many people are doing something, but nothing is actually happening. Do you know that people can see your effort while you're on the treadmill, but you're still stuck in one place? Like you're in a relationship, God did not stamp. You're celebrated, but not dedicated. Hence, after years of being on the same treadmill, you're going nowhere. Do you realize that you could be on the treadmill and still not lose weight? You know you could be on the treadmill, and although you lose weight, you have not shed the load. You, you know you could be on. The, give me your back. Get, get, get on it. So he's 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 on the treadmill, and he's running. You got you to gotta do better than that, brof. Uh And he's and he's running. He's running. He's running. He's he he's trying to shed weight, but he's carrying a load. Load of unforgiveness. Load of trouble. Load of issues, load of wrong finances, and although he may look like he's shedding weight, but that doesn't get rid of the load, and therefore he looks like he's walking, but he's going nowhere. Are you following what I'm saying? Um, ma- ma- many people are on this kind of treadmill mentality. It's like keeping up. Uh, stop. Keep going. Uh, it's like <laughs> keeping up appearances. Uh, on, on first impression of talking to them, you, you assume that they're going somewhere. Uh, uh, they have like great conversations with you. Uh, they may even have great knowledge in some particular areas. But, but when you truly get to the bottom of it, they actually have not accomplished anything much. It's all talk and no action. They, they never do quite enough. And you can stop with it. And so, what you see them, you see them doing this. And when they want to talk about business, oh, you know what? This this will happen. Oh, this has happen. Oh, I'm trying to put this together. I'm trying to package this together. I'm trying to package. It. Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. And some people are so much on the treadmill that ah ah ah, I'm into business. Oh, I've just acquired this. And they get on this. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And then suddenly they go onto their Facebook. And they see that someone else has done better than them, and then they increase the speed. Ah, I need to catch up. I need to catch up. And then suddenly, oh, I'm trying to do my album right now. And then they saw Calvin come up. Oh, I need to to go faster. And then as they start to run after Calvin, they now find that he's moved from rapping and singing, and now he's into acting. Oh, I have to go faster. Go faster, Go, go faster, go faster. And you know what? They're going so fast. They're trying to catch up, but they're not quite good enough. It's a treadmill mentality. Someone has just turned up the machine. (laughs) And they're doing catch up. Stop. Treadmill... Mentality individuals are really challenged. Let me give you three mentalities. In this service they even actually love you. Like the last service they didn't even have, they didn't care. And that's what happens to someone in the treadmill. You're running. You're tired. And right now you're acting as if, no, I'm I'm alright, I'm alright, I'm Mm alright. It's like... (laughs) It's like keeping up appearances, (laughs) innit? Let me give you three things about those treadmill mentalities. Treadmill mentality, individuals, they are really challenged. They really take action. They research things forever. They're really satisfied. And all this is a, is, a, is, a, is a part of a mindset. Going nowhere. Putting on a facade as if they're doing so much. Or they're super busy. But they're not going anywhere. Have you seen... Get up... Or get, try it bro. Have you seen... He's sweating... But he still hasn't moved... From this point. I'm planning. What are you doing with your life bro? Everything is coming in order. There's someone here that, I've, that I know. That's always in business. Always in business. Nothing is happening. The treadmill mentality. People are always in a place of complacency. It's a place of being stuck. They're too comfortable. So you see, what they do is they now get to the gym and they just stay on number one. Just one. At least I left home. I'm now in the gym. Have you seen those people, actually? Let me talk to you. Have you seen those ladies? Do you know that it is a fashion uh, uh, statement when they're going to the gym? It's a fashion statement. They wear these leggings that is more expensive than some of our suits they wear the leggings they match the leggings with the sh- with the trainers with the top and I, some, I, 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 I i i just don't get it doctors who goes to the gym with full makeup and come back and nothing has changed just the same makeup they went in they went out you see the all makeup All here in place, everything is tough. And then, give me a phone. And then they get to the phone and they're on the, and they're still on their phone. And after what, they do a selfie. (laughs) Like, see? And they're on the phone and they're talking. And then, where are you? Then they FaceTime or WhatsApp, FaceTime, whatever FaceTime. Where are you? Oh, I'm in the gym. And some of you, you think I'm foolish? You put yourself on Instagram like you're, you're in there. We know those who are there and those who are not there. That's why I stopped going there. Because they're a distraction. They, who goes to the gym with a phone? Seriously. And you got a phone. You, you know why? Because they're still on number one, speed one. You know, they're they're complacent, they're stuck. And sometimes there's so much stuck in one place that they start to stink. A stagnant river breeds death. A stagnant river is always rusty. In fact, a stagnant river breeds mosquitoes and all kinds of diseases. And many people have this shed mentality. They're just on one place, not moving forward, and they're stagnant. An unmoving vehicle is destroyed by rust. Do you realize that if a house is not occupied for a long time, without anything happening to it, it starts to gradually dilapidate with nothing happening? Have you seen that when a house is not stayed there for a while, you can even see tree trunks growing in the house. They're sleeping in one place. Oversleeping people that develop sores. Have you ever thought that an unchanging, unmoving, undervaluing life breeds kind of death and stagnancy? And God said to them, you stick In one place for too long. Just this mountain of Sinai. I know I gave you the Ten Commandments. I know there were blazing lights. I know there was an experience. But that is just on the journey. That's not the destination. Your organization is just the same thing. So people like that, they are never challenged. They are complacent. And the last thing is that they mentally feel crippled. You know why? Because they're on it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Crippled. Just in one place. One place. One place. And then they see someone else moving on. And they keep going. Come on, boy. I'm doing faster than you are. Come on. And they keep running. Keep running. Keep running. After a while, they slow down. I didn't tell him to stop. But He's exhausted. He's tired. He's run down. And many of us, even our Christian lives, is like someone who is on a treadmill. We're running. Even I'm sweating looking at him. We're running to please God. We're not walking out of grace. We're doing works. We feel that the more I can come into church the more God will be pleased with me. Oh, I sinned yesterday. Maybe I should give more tithes. And they keep running. Oh, maybe I should fast more. So they go on a 21 day fast. They believe that the breakthrough hasn't come because they're not fasting. And sometimes they keep running. Sometimes they're on the same thing. Trying to please God. Fasting endlessly. Trying to pray and pray and pray. Good deeds. Good deeds non-stopping trying to please people I before I was on this treadmill let me give you some time I was on the treadmill trying to please people pastor I'm sick I'm there pastor I've just had a child I'm there pastor bless my house I'm there some marriage failed it's my fault some children has, were sick. It's my fault. The church is falling apart. People are not coming. They said, I'm not preaching about Jesus. They said, there's no sawdust. After a while, it was here that I fell apart. Treadmill mentality. I was exhausted. Get back on it, bro. no. Run. Run. That's how our Christian life is. This image is not attractive. And many people are not in church because this is what they can see. We're exhausted. There's no smile on our face for the gospel that we believe in. There's spiritual exhaustion. They never feel restful in their relationship with God. We're being a Christian looks like something that is difficult and tiresome, why would anyone try to attempt it? Just watching us sometimes as Christian is a workout for someone else. Many of you are sitting there and say, Pastor, have mercy on him because you also are exhausted. One day some builders came into our house and we were doing insanity. And the guy, after a while, just sat there I said, watching you guys, I'm finished. <laughs> Some people are on the treadmill and they're stuck. You're cool, yeah. The other one conked out. Didn't try to do the second one. You're doing pretty well, you know. Yeah, it shows you're okay. Some people are on the treadmill. And they're stuck. What has made them stuck? Keep running. Offense. Mothers are rehearsing the pain of what that guy did to them. They're on the treadmill. And what they're saying to their children is, your dad is no good. So they're still stuck in one place. No other man has come into their life. But they're putting your frustration on your children. And your children step off. Step off. Your children step off there. The first child steps on. And the other one gets back on. And then their children gets back on. And now I'm the children. And keeps running on the treadmill of offense. Any man they see reminds them of their dad. Because all you have spoken to them about is the offense. You're stuck. Your child is stuck and your grandchildren are stuck on the treadmill of offense. Nelson Mandela, I was telling this to my wife, because they were showing a program on, 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 on uh, not ESPN, B, 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 B T. what was this one? Where? Uh, B, T, sports thank you. B, T, What They were talking about how South Africa won the uh, springbok you understand springbok the rugby and all they said is the Nelson Mandela was in prison for 27 years I looked at my wife and said think about the time you managed to get into this country and think about how long this country has been good to you for keeping you here by reason of who you married uh, and then how long have you been here she says 30 years. I said, think about twenty-seven of those years was in a prison. If he were if he so if Mandela kept running on offense, do you know there will be no time he would step out to unite a nation? While he was while he was in prison. He was not on the treadmill of offense. He was saying to myself, I am going to get out of this. I'm going to forgive. Because until he steps off, he can't step up. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? He stepped off the treadmill. Came to become the president. And he said to them, I'm not changing the emblem called Springboks. Because that thing, though, associated with the previous issues we've been with, but it will unite all of us together. When he stepped into office, the, the white people who were, the, who were protecting the president stepped aside. And he says, no, who's the chief uh, security officer? It was, this, you're still my chief security officer uniting a nation than staying on a treadmill and though if he had got out and decided I'm going to get revenge he would have been running he would have looked busy but the whole nation would be stuck the children of Israel had that mentality they could not conquer the land because they had what is called a treadmill mentality at this point in time, I might need to tell you to sit down. You've done really, really fun. No, 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 no. Keep, keep it there. Keep it there because I may call you to come back up. He says, well, should I, should I pack it? No, don't pack So how do you really get rid of this treadmill mentality? Something that makes you look you're walking, but there's no progress. Number one, get rid of self-effort. Get rid of self-effort. Self-effort, doing it by yourself, is doomed to disappointment. And will always steal your rest in God. Do you realize that this is a very um, modern but um, cheap version of a treadmill? but still functional. Are you following what I'm saying? But when he was on there, all we could do, God help me, I won't fall, is we power it by coming up here, holding on and running. And then the speed comes up. But as you go step up and buy a new one, a bigger one, all you do sometimes is you program the button you get on it and it does it by itself meaning there's a way I can make things easy but effective and when Jesus steps into your lives he doesn't stop you from not doing your effort but he brings grace to wherever there is failure is anyone hearing what I'm saying only when we see Seize from self-effort. Seize from trying to control things. Only when we seize from trying to make things work by ourselves, can Christ come in and deliver us from that treadmill mentality. He says, for by strength no man shall prevail. Jesus came into individuals who were sick and afflicted and who had struggled for a long time. Listen to me. Do you know that that man at the gates called Beautiful, that was crippled, was of the treadmill mentality? He was there. Money, please. Do you have change? Do you have change? Can you spare me some money, please? Spare me some money, please. Spare me some money. So he increases his effort thinking that the only way he can survive is by begging. I need money. I need money. It's a treadmill mentality. He's stuck in the same place because all he thought was that money is what would deliver him. These disciples walked in, saw him there on that treadmill, and said to him, you've got to step off, to step up. What did they say to him? Arise and walk. The man who was sitting at 38 years at the pool of Bethsaida was on a treadmill. Why do I know? Because when Jesus asks, what are you doing here? He says, what can I do? People have offended me. People don't like me. People are not always with me. Whenever I, the water starts to rumble, no one pushes me into the water. So his entire life depended on people helping him. His mentality of progress shut down. He became crippled. He was no more challenged. He was complacent where he was. And Jesus says, you don't need people. You actually need grace. And Jesus said to him, pick up your mats, stand up and walk. And there was no argument when power came. That means the ability to walk. Was always on the inside of him. The disciples. Peter. He was on a treadmill. He was running. Fish. Fish. Come. We've walked here before. Why aren't we seeing no fish? Why aren't we seeing no fish to feed ourselves? In John in luke five five to six he says simon replied master we worked hard all night there's a difference between the blessing and toil he says we toiled in other words said, we toiled all night to the point of exhaustion and right now I, i'm even exhausted we caught nothing in our nets but at your word I will do as you say and lower the nets again. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were at the point of what? Breaking. In the ocean of life, there are those who fish where there are no fish. They struggle and struggle, but they catch nothing. A lot of people are really working hard, but are not going anywhere. In fact, many people are making progress in poverty. There is a possibility of working hard and earning less if there is an absence of wisdom. We're stuck. Hebrews 4, 10 says, For he that entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own work. Jesus is the one that when he steps in come bro, come again sorry Jesus is the one that steps in and while he's still on there he he doesn't know how to feed these five thousand Jesus comes in he says let me give you a food rest, step off he steps off, five thousand are fed get back on there he's about to get married he's looking for money all over the place he's organized all the wedding things everybody has come He's made his own effort. You, can, you have to go faster than that because we're now talking money. You want to buy a house, run faster. Uh, you want to get a car, run faster. You want to make something of your life, run faster. And with all your effort, after a while, he's exhausted. Because on the wedding day, the wine ran out. But Jesus says, step off, I will give you rest. Many guys, uh, many ladies keep on. You're running after that man. I'm in a relationship. I am feeding him. He's living in my house. I'm paying the rent. Ah, I'm giving my body to him. I even borrowed him some money. Ah, I'm doing everything to keep him. And still, he cheats on you. And Jesus steps in and says, Step up. And step up. Because sometimes... We need to get off that treadmill mentality for God to come in. God says, put me in the picture and I will make hard things easy. It is noted that a person who is drowning cannot be saved until they stop struggling. Peter was previously successful until all the elements that made him successful did not cooperate with him. There was failure where there should not have been. These men were skilled and experienced fishermen. They were fishing in familiar waters. They were using the right equipment. They walked all night. That is at the right time. They worked hard, but nothing. Until grace, until Jesus came on and they were successful in the same place where they were defeated if you are ever going to get off this treadmill mentality and rise to a new level you have to get off step off to step up but it is up to so you need to step off a relationship that is just a treadmill First year, you're working hard now. They're on it. Second year, the same thing. Third year, the same thing. Fourth year, the same thing. Fifth year, no proposal, nothing. Step off. So you can step up. Because if not, you'll be on here and you'll be sweating. At one point in time, you'll be exhausted. And then you'll be crippled. Because it's self-effort. I know this is not an exciting message. But it's a message that should resonate in our souls. The last thing we have to do is we have to get rid of old habits. Get off the treadmill. You have been doing the same things over and over again. Walking the same route. Saying the same things. And you're surprised why things are not changing. It's only Christians that I find this concept really difficult for. They won't change anything. Sometimes it is not plain. You're in debt. You're in debt. You're in financial debt. You need wisdom. See what my people will do. They will get on the treadmill. Prayer. We're fasting. Enemies of finances. go! You're exhausted. <laughs> the enemy is not outside; it is in, in, in me. He said to them, "You've gone round this mountain too much." He told me one six to seven. It's enough. You stay there too much. Sometimes you need wisdom. I was speaking to a son and daughter. We were about to get married and we were having this one wisdom. And there were some issues with finances. I said, step off. Tell your it. I'm stepping off. And see what God will do. They followed the same instruction as it was had. And things started to open up. Because many times we want to please people. Where we should step off. Get rid of old habits. Sometimes it's difficult to break from where you're coming from. Some people, they're married to Fred, but they still have Francis in their mentality. Some people are married to Thai, but they're still thinking about Tyre. That's not happening in my life. Uh, some people, they're married to one to Talikwa, but still... Well, they're married, or in a relationship, they're thinking about Mamikwa. No wonder the other person is tired. So am I. Okay, I'm coming. You're exhausted. You have to get rid of the old things. Some people have changed church but not changed attitudes. So you walk into this church with the same attitude. It was Pastor Chris that offended you. Not the Chris you know. I just just got some some name. Sorry. I'm not talking about Pastor Chris. Who you are. I just brought the name. You left Pastor Chris. And now you're with Pastor Christopher. But you brought the attitude of that church. Into a new place. Old wine can't go into new wine skin. The mind of Egypt could not change. The mind of Egypt was not prepared for battles. The mind of Egypt was not ready for a fight. They looked one way to Canaan, but they thought another way about Egypt. They talked freedom, but they thought slavery. To reach for one, you have to turn your back on the other. You can't oscillate between two mentalities. You have to step off, to step up, but it's all about you. But if you want to change their circumstances to improve their lives, instead of changing themselves to improve their circumstances, so please. Give me a better job. I will be out of debt. No. Change who you are and then you will be out of job for your rising for a better job. Can I give you something you must do? You must be willing to initiate recovery, lifestyle changes. Wake up 30 minutes before time. You will find how beneficial that could be. You'll be able to pray you'll be able to exercise stop two stops before your office get off the train walk to work you see some people cycling into work and you're coming in with McDonald's <laughs> as I said in the somebody saw me and we are talking playing badminton I beat them. And they were, we were talking, and, I, and they were talking. And I said, I was talking about us and then spoke something about, Jesus. how old are you? He said, I'll be 51 next year. Take it out of here. I said, Is this, seriously, if I take this ber- bed off, you will not understand. I put it there because people started to disrespect me.
0: <laughs>
1: As I was coming this morning, I was asking, For one of our elders, like, how old is he going to be? My wife said 60. I said, 60. I have got work to do. I looked at the guy I said, No, you can't. I said, 4th of April 1967. I know. I know, because Israel and I were in contact on that year. I said, He says, you must have strong genes. I said, No, it's exercise. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you're talking to me. Yes, I am. <laughs> Just going from this food to this food, you'll be hungry for a while, but your stomach will adapt to it. Just taking off bread or taking off some certain things that can affect your life, making those small little changes would make you get out of that treadmill Mentality. Getting out of me being shy. You're shy. I'm shy. And you're still here. I'm shy. Nobody talks to me. I've been in worship tabernacle for three years. Nobody has come to talk to me. And you're still single. And then someone walks up to you to say hello, and you're looking like, what? We're trying to match make you. You say, I'm not desperate. You're desperate this is this calls you you're where it des- this there's desperation here this calls for desperate measures right now no 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 don't tell me i'm always shy no say hello to someone put a smile on your face it costs you nothing to smile but you will have wrinkles very quickly if you keep frowning just step off strike up conversations be the best to attract people. Ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to get rid of this mentality, the Bible says we have to break up the camp. Advance. See your possession. Take it. You get up in the morning and go look for that property. Maybe no money in the bank, but you will never know the deals you can stroke. Step out and do something. Break up your camp. Break up your style of life. Because unless you move, you will die like that. Don't just sit there, you will rot there. Move, advance, and see great things ahead. Unless you advance, five years from now, you will be worse off. You better start breaking your comfort zone and advance. Because those little changes will make you step off. Step up. God says you will rise. But it's all to do with you. Did you get anything to do?
0: You've been listening to Tai Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 20 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19, 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.